Same here. <laughs> so are you getting all fired up and dogs tuned in? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I've been going out. I went out two times last week. Um, I've been going out during the weekdays, you know, take, putting in some PTO and the weekdays up where I hunt are a lot quieter than on the weekends. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Deer season has been crazy up here. Like I went out a couple times during the weekend and I saw in a place where I hardly ever see anybody. I saw 20 trucks and like oh, yeah. 40 guys coming out of those 20 trucks. And yeah, a lot of mean mugging. No one was very happy to see me with a bunch of dogs. So I think so, yeah, like been going out during the week. It's been a little quieter. Yeah, it's tough because like around here, we're kind of the same way. I mean, deer season, especially this year, because I mean, it's a a it's a great season. Everything got pushed back, you know, by mm, a, week, yep. a week or two weeks, yeah. whatever it was. But, you know, it's always been a struggle with deer season because even like hunting at night, I learned my lesson. You don't hunt Friday nights because if you don't get your dog yeah. picked up by like an hour before daylight, someone's going to pick that dog up. And I felt so yeah. bad for this guy. He was this guy went to like extreme lengths to get me my dog back. He oh, like wow. Google searched, found my mom and like got a hold of her. And, you know, I'm still on the mountain, like trying to find a dog. This was back in the telemetry days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, I felt bad because the poor dude, like he was headed out hunting. He picked the dog up and he, you know, was doing me a solid. He thought and he, he brought the dog back into town. So like. A, I couldn't find my dog. B, he didn't get to go hunt that morning. I felt oh really man, a lose so lose I, situation. Yeah, so I switched well, I over. You like you're saying, back. I did get yeah. the dog back. Yeah, but it was same deal. We just started hunting like weeknights. And yeah, Monday through Thursday night during deer season, and like the first two weeks, I usually don't go out, and then the last yeah. week because you know that's the rut. Everybody's out there. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I know it's like, hey, yeah, we have the right to be out there, but I don't like to I don't like to push the issue too much. You know what I mean? Right. Because I, I I don't I haven't been big game hunting the last two years, really. But mm -hmm. like I used to, you know, I used to deer and elk hunt a lot more now, than I do now. And I get it. You know, yeah. if you're like all sneaking around being quiet and you have a bunch of dogs come rolling through. I, I, I get it. But, right. you know, I still think we all got to share. <laughs> it's a tough balance, man. I know like that's because the thing is, is like I know for a fact that like dogs are not going to scare, let's say, all the game off. Like, I'm not going to say they're not going to yeah. bump something out, whatever. But I mean, how I can't tell you how many times I've had deer just walk across in front of the dogs when we're roading. Oh, or, sure. you know, like you see these videos of a lot of the coon hunters, right? And they got a deer mm -hmm. walking by or bedded down. But yep. I'm like you, it's, it's good PR, right? Like for houndsmen yeah. in general, we all got to get out there and get our dogs going, but like kind of being respectful of the limited season those guys get to. Yeah, definitely. Yep. There's, there's no right or wrong answer, right? Somebody's going to disagree either way. Of course. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, but, man, I've been, uh, I just built myself a new dog box for my truck. I saw and that. That's been, that's been like the most time consuming thing for me lately, which has resulted in me slacking off on, uh, you know, getting more videos and stuff up on my YouTube channel. But, right. um, 
but I filmed the whole process of building my dog box. So I'm going to be making a really, what I hope ter it turns out to be a really cool video about the whole design and build process. Um, this was like That's... my first welding project. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really fun learning how to weld. And I spent, I spent a lot of, I put a lot of, you know, I put a lot of effort into designing it really well. Right. And I think it turned out pretty cool. So do the pictures so yeah. look awesome. I was wondering if you were videotaping you. that, you know, for like the videotape. I sound like I'm 50. Video Lord. <laughs> <laughs> were you videoing it? Cause I thought, you know, I kind of had in the back of my mind, you did like, if you did a project yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and I, the dog box thing is so funny. I joke, I could build a new box every year. Like, cause there's always something like you would change or yeah, like the yeah. design process. Like I'm sure Danny has spent several nights wondering like, what the heck could I be out there doing? Just staring at the bed of a pickup, just staring at, yeah. You know, like <laughs> drawing something out, but you yeah. did a good job, man. It looks like it's solid. That's for sure. It's solid for dang sure that it, the, the main, the main thing I don't like is how heavy it turned out. Mm -hmm. So I made it out of steel tubing because, well, aluminum is extremely expensive. If you haven't noticed, oh yeah. Um, like if I would have built it, built the same design out of aluminum, it probably would have cost like well over a thousand dollars just for the materials. Oh, for sure. And then I would have had to get a, like I, I did this with a $130 welder off of Amazon. There you go. You know, like, uh, a flux, flux core welder. I would, the you know, a welder that can do aluminum, like that's way more, way more yeah. expensive. I was, I was going for a, a very small budget build. Oh um, yeah. I think I spent like 700 bucks on the whole thing. Um, it's not bad really. Maybe a materials. little, maybe a little less. Yeah. It was probably right around six or 700, but, um, but yeah, I can fit all my dogs in it now, which is good. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can, I wanted to be able to fit eight dogs like very comfortably. Right. Um, and then have room for extras. Cause you know, you always end up needing to pick up someone else's dogs and right. all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I could put 10 dogs in this box. No problem at all. There you go. Which is pretty good for my little tiny truck. I roll around in. The problem is you're going to find this out. If you haven't already, it's like having extra kennels. They, they always get filled. They fill up. So, yeah. <laughs> so you got to limit the dog box size. That's what I've got. The one I can. Now I'm at a dilemma. I might have to call Brian because <laughs> I'm hunting seven now with with the puppies I just brought on. And that box really, I mean, it's like six. It, it, it's one of those Alder Grove boxes for the midsize pickup. Right. Yeah. So it's 40 by 48 <laughs> mm -hmm. and six dogs in it is about all you're going to comfortably really fit. Like I got a couple that are racehorses or getting big at least. And then uh -huh. some that are small. So it, it works out, but seven, I was like, dang, man, I really need to probably go up a size. Mm. And then the over the rail box that I built, it, I mean, shoot, I could probably hold 20 in that thing. You know, it's a full yeah. bed length in that Dodge. And oh then, man, there you go. You know, they've still got That's full big. bed depth under the front toolbox. So like it, oh, okay. it's an over the rail up until the toolbox. And it's one of those like six inch deep, you know, real shallow ones that go all the way across the, the bed. Oh yeah. So everything under it's 
all open space too. So yeah, you can cram a pile of dogs in there if you had to. Nice. But that one, like we did not put the energy in like you did. You know, we, we basically <laughs> took, it was a, a diamond deluxe dog, like toolbox, those combos uh-huh. with the toolbox on top and the dog two door bay yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Basically we just Frankenstein that thing and we welded up a, a frame and all the pieces, man. It was like, we took a puzzle apart. We just started nice. cutting and putting in everything lined up so good. My buddy Brandon and I, we like put it all together in a day nice. and it's great, you know, for that many dogs, but God, I can't load it. There, there's oh, no really? way one Heavy? guy is going to do it without, well, or and it's, it's over the rails. So oh, it's okay. awkward. It's off balance. Cause it's, it's butt heavy because the gates, you know, without the mm-hmm. toolbox on. And then you got to get the toolbox in there and try not to break the back glass on the pickup. So, yeah. you know, usability as far as pulling in and out, that's not real friendly. But yeah, it is nice to haul everybody in one trip and that's not have to leave someone home. For sure. So I'm only hunting with five dogs, but I have, I think, eight. Um, you've came well, a long way Nicholas. well some of them are just live in the house so i don't really you know right they're pretty much dead to me unless i want to cuddle with them <laughs> unless i need to stay warm <laughs> unless i need to cuddle a dog um oh. but i wanted what i was thinking of because you know basically the world's about to end and we're going to go into world war three and everything right so we all need to be prepared for the worst mm-hmm. i was ha- i was thinking of it in kind of like a bug out mind mindset you know what i mean like i need to right. be able to load everybody up and get the hell out of dodge in a moment's notice so that's, that's why I went, I went oversized I went oversized, so I got plenty of room, but yeah, it's heavy. It probably weighs, I bought, I bought 163 pounds of steel tubing and with and the plywood, plywood on top, the plywood that. top, I guess there's only plywood extra. I don't know. It's probably around 200 pounds. Yeah. So it's not crazy. I can feel it in the, you know, my truck is a lot slower than it already was. But. <laughs> Weights it down a little bit. Yeah, I saw this bumper sticker that was uh there's this there's this Instagram account called Small Truck Campers. It it's cool. It's like people who build like homemade campers and stuff for their little oh, Toyotas sure. and Nissans. And they make a they make a, a bumper sticker that it's a turtle with a camper on the back and it just says, I'm going as fast as I can. I like so that. I think I'm gonna need to get that bumper sticker. I like it. For uh going up the hills, you know. So I mean, that that was a really cool build. How long, I mean, do you think we're going to be waiting until you get that up on your, your YouTube? Um, Probably two weeks. Right on. Yeah, I just, I ended up with a lot of footage and I got a, just a lot of editing to do. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I, I wanted to actually film a lot. I, I was going for, I wanted to go for entertainment value with the video and watch a, <laughs> Not you know, someone learning how to weld. Yeah. Like burning holes through the metal and everything. I was hoping to get a lot of that, but the problem, I don't know if you've ever flu- used a flux core welder, mm-hmm. that freaking thing, there's stuff's flying everywhere. You know, you get the slag flying everywhere. It's super oh, yeah. smoky. It's nasty. And so I was, I was just so worried about like molten metal hitting my camera lens that I'm I just, sure. I'm like, I'm not going to burn up this camera for this. So I don't blame you. It's probably pretty spendy. 
Yeah, so I didn't get some of the more action shots that I was hoping for, but but you need yeah, to make yourself a, a little footage. a little weld, get a set of welding goggles, and find or a way camera. to mount them on your <laughs> yeah. camera. You know, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good well, idea, actually. Well, we should mention, like, let's go ahead. I know we don't ever really introduce people till we get rolling sometimes, um, right? <laughs> but I got Nicholas Isaac with me. And Nicholas is a very interesting individual. I mean that in the nicest way, bud. <laughs> but you're still, you're a fairly new houndsman. How long have you been in this now that you're taking a sip this of water? Is my fifth, I, <laughs> this is my fifth season running hounds. And you have pretty much strictly been hunting bobcats in in Oregon. Um, as of the last two years, yes. Um, yeah. I started out uh coon hunting and you know now i have you know i have a pretty young pack still so i've still i've still been doing a fair amount of coon hunting just to get my younger dogs on as much game as possible sure um but yeah it's the the bobcats were really my first exposure to hound hunting from my mentor and that's where that's what gets me excited you know yeah the whole i mean i love coon hunting but it's there's so it's much different. adventure it's just you know it's t- completely different and it just yeah it, it checks all the boxes for me so what is it yeah. that hooked you i mean because like i i'm with you i love coon hunting i wish i mean heck i gotta come up your way if i'm gonna go coon hunting really right we just don't yeah. have i guess we have them in town really but like we caught the first yeah. mountain coon we've caught in probably five years last season Oh, so really? it's like <laughs> we just don't really have a population of them but yeah like to see a true coon dog work in, in rough rough ground you know briars thickets swamps like some of the best hunting i can remember was hunting henry and ralph up there like in your neck of the woods with the wilcoxes mm. and yeah you know yeah. It, the places that they'd take you know all the ukc cast we only had a few in our our club really so, I mm-hmm. mean, you'd hunt these places every, every hunt kind of, but I'd right. go up there and hunt with those guys, you know, any chance that I could, or we'd hunt after the sanctioned hunt, we'd all check in at the clubhouse and we go hunting afterwards. And like, that is a cool thing to see, but it's very different than like the mysticness, I guess of yeah cat hunting, varmint hunting, you know, even big game hunting. I put in a a little different category because it's Mm -hmm. like bear and lion. I I feel like they hook you for another reason. It's like the rush, right? Like it's more of a, more of an adrenaline rush. Like you really don't know what is going to happen where with a a cat or a Fox, I kind of look at them as like, what's this tricky little thing going to try to, try to pull on us are we going to be able yeah. to work it through I, it's like i'm more analyzing and appreciating the dog work because i'm not so worried about the background stuff right like yeah if a dog and a, and a cat tangle you know most of the time it's it's not that horrible for either one sure you know exactly it's, um, but what is it for you like the cat hunting i know you're hunting a beautiful yeah. part of the state too so i'm sure that oh, yeah, leads definitely. to it yeah, so kind of a couple of th- different things you said, but um, I know the first, so when I, I got invited to go, my my stepdad, he's a tattoo artist, and um, one of his clients invited him to go on a bobcat hunt. 
And so he really? invited me and I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. Right. And I remember the first thing that kind of hit me, and this was the guy who became, who's now become like my hound mentor. Um, and uh, the first thing that hit me when I'm sitting in the backseat of his Tacoma was I'm like, <laughs> this guy spends almost all his time just driving around the woods with all his dogs. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like people go camping and people will go hiking, hiking and mm -hmm. stuff. But it's like when you're doing what he what I saw him doing, it's like you're on this ed, this like whole next level of adventure. It's like a quest. You know what I mean? It's a quest. Right. And then to to watch him sit there and say, you know, kind of he was talking through the whole thing like, OK, the dogs, they just struck and you know, they'd go down. I don't remember the details, but like they, you know, they'd go down a draw a ways and then they'd hit the road on, you know, they'd go up, up another draw and hit the road. Right. And we'd haul butt to go catch up to them. And then they lost it. So the dogs went, you know, back up on the truck and we were just, you know, driving around, like hitting all the little spurs, trying to figure sure. out where this cat went. And I was like, whoa, this is way more involved than just like cutting dogs loose and they go and find it. You know, they go, oh, you're going to go walk to a tree in, in 20 minutes. Right. Like the complexity I, I is is not something everybody can see. I don't think like, it, honestly, exactly. there there are guys. And again, no disrespect at all. There are guys that don't give a whole lot of thought past like it's either a good track or a bad track and we either caught it or we didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but then there's the guys that nerd out. You know, and, and yes. when you see somebody like like your mentor, can you is he okay with you saying his name or we? Keep no, he like he has he'll like like physically hurt me. If okay, he wants to remain completely anonymous on the internet. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so John Doe has been John helping Doe. you out, but like when you were watching that, Bubba Boudreau, Bubba Boudreau, <laughs> that's funny. So like, but you're rolling around with him and even you being extremely inexperienced, like new, totally ignorant to like what happens on these kind of hunts, like you were already seeing and picking apart, like there's a master at his craft and it's, it's easy to see if you have the eye for it. Right. It's kind of yeah, like, art. exactly. You know, some people see something in, in something that I don't, um, yeah. Most of the time that's the case, but like the <laughs> dogs are no different. And I think it's cool that somebody like you came in with such an open, you know, an inviting perspective. Like you're just trying to soak it all up because I spent a lot of years in the opposite, right? Like mm. you, you start thinking, Oh, well I'm catching some stuff now. I, I'm, you know, the big kid on the block or, you know, getting too big for your britches per se. And yeah. you just start getting, you know, this, this kind of, I don't know, man, it's a weird energy about it. But then when you can look at things and see there's something to learn from every little piece, it's, it almost, it messes with your mind. Like I'm a musician. So listening to music is very different for me. Like you analyze oh, yeah. structure, yep. you analyze, you know, rhythms and it's just a different it's a different feeling that I feel like I can appreciate things differently 
than someone else. Mm -hmm. And these dogs, I think, are the best example of that outside yeah. of music. It's it's really cool to see someone like you come in and you've really hit things head on. I mean, like you've been super involved. Um, you know, the hound hunting community, you've got your YouTube channel, you've got your book, which was, I think, a really great perspective because you're not a person who you don't try to oversell yourself in any of it right? Like, or your accomplishments. It's like this documentary style. Just, I think it's really cool. So I do want to plug the book. So let's yeah, do that you. right now. Where a, where sure. can they find it? Yeah. So my book is called cat dog chronicles and it's a, uh, it's available on Amazon. Um, if you just search cat dog chronicles on Amazon, or you can search my name, Nicholas Isaac. Um, I also have a page on my website, uh well i'll get you the link for it i can't remember exactly can't remember what your url is <laughs> something <laughs> hound on the run.com slash books or something like that but um but yeah so the book is like i was i wrote it i wrote it in like four months immediately after my first full season pursuing bobcats on my own so you know the years prior to that i was coon hunting but i'd also go out cat hunting with my mentor, but I wouldn't really bring any of my own dogs. Um, because I just like, I did one time and like my dogs couldn't keep up at all. It was just kind of pointless. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, the, the whole book, the book is basically, I wanted to just document the whole process of essentially learning how to bobcat hunt from scratch. Um, and it's not fully from scratch because I did I did have an old pup trainer dog um, who is kind of sure. like the main character in the book in a lot of ways. Her name was Whiskey. Um, and so, yeah, my mentor gave me Whiskey, you know, to help me with my younger dogs. And so, yeah, so the, the book is just basically it starts at the beginning of that season and it ends. Well, spoiler, spoiler alert, when I caught my first... <laughs> You know, when I caught my first cat with my own pack of dogs. See, um, that's because you're smart and you're planning for the sequel, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I got another one in the works. I don't know if it's actually going to be like Cat Dog Chronicles number two, but it'll be along, you know, similar lines. Like my, you know, my writing in, in uh, influencers are, you know, definitely like uh, Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson and... Um, uh, Hemingway and, you know, those kind of cool guys. Uh, but they write like very like first, you know, firsthand experience kind right. of style. Um, it, I, I really enjoy, I have not gotten through the whole book, but I have picked it up in pieces and gone through and, and we've been trying to get together for this podcast for God, probably <laughs> close to a year now we've been talking <laughs> between yeah. work and, I mean, you got oh, know, all man. that going on. You've been getting on those YouTube lives, the live streams with Brett lately, haven't you? Quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, I'm very lucky to be part of a little group of other other hound guys who make videos on YouTube. And so a couple months ago, we started doing a series of live streams on YouTube on Monday nights. Um, so yeah, Brett Vaughn, he has the channel called Born 100 Years Too Late you know, riding around the desert with his mules and hounds and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, 
but he's we've heard like of him OG. around here. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> heard of him. He's like the OG, you know, the original gangster YouTuber, uh, right? For hounds, for for hound stuff, really. I mean, I don't, I can't. There there probably were people posting videos before him, but like in terms of actually like okay, creating a channel and like keeping up with it for for years oh, and years and years, like it's insane. He's the, he's the first guy to do that, I think. The amount of work that that guy puts in, like a you, you're just trying to stay relevant, right? Like, and oh man, I mean, he is sharp when it comes to what he's doing, you know. He and puts, it's really cool to yeah. see. He invests a lot. He invests a lot into learning the craft of mm-hmm. of YouTube videos, which that's what. So I started doing the YouTube stuff right after I published the book because. You need people to re- like, you know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you want people to buy your book, right? So you right. Have, people need to find out about you. Um, and just posting your, you, you know, you can't really just publish a book and, and not tell anyone about it and expect anyone to find it. So right. I started playing around with the idea of, you know, making videos. Hey, maybe some people will find me. They'll find my book. It'll be great. Right. Um, but I actually, man, I've, I've fallen in love with actually making the videos because it's its own it's its own little art form, you know, mm-hmm. unto itself. It's kind of like, you know, every video is kind of like writing a book in some ways. Um, right. And, you know, you can you can kind of go as crazy with it as you want. Like you can spend, you know, five, you know, you can spend 10 hours on one little 30 second clip if you want to. Or right. you can just not edit it at all and just post it and yeah, there's a lot of YouTubers who do that and they do very well. I right. end up I probably end up over editing a little too much, but um but I just yeah, I don't know. I like I like getting it digging in there and playing around with clips and stuff. Um the content yeah. ratio is crazy. Like what you have to get to produce a, a two minute video. That's what blows my mind is like Yeah. It's not like, you know, Brett's out there chasing something that you can just go do any night of the week. Like, you know, if you're in coon hunting land, you can go catch coon every night and you can get footage. Sure. And like those yeah. guys out there that are doing that professionally, you know, I mean like Clayton Stark and, and some of those guys, it's oh, yeah. really cool. But the Absolutely. fact that that dude has to jump on the back of a beast and ride through the desert in hopes to yeah. just trail a lion, you know, that's, yep. That's some dedication. That is that is a man who just truly enjoys the outdoors and the dogs and the art of like Southwest dry ground lion hunting. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's been yeah, it's been fun hanging out with him and Chris. Uh, uh, anecdote of a houndsman and um, George Lambert, Mountain Music and Mules, who he was just on Bears. Uh, yeah, he was on with Bear. That was a great. That was a great episode. Yeah, um, it was a that was an enjoyable one. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah, he's a su- he's a sweetheart, and yeah, I, he's a little too humble in my opinion. But right, uh, <laughs> that was a wild story too. I mean, like that that's the dedication though that it takes. Like, I mean, the guy literally just moved because like yeah, okay, I he guess had I'll to just move. move like, then. <laughs> yeah, I can't have my dogs here. Okay, I'm out of here. Like, definitely not getting rid of my dogs in my head. You know, before it's like. Well, you know, when I was renting my place before I bought it, I'm like, what if they come in and say no? Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I just said, if they tell me I got to get rid of my dogs, I got to 
I got to figure something else out. Like I'll go camping and buy a really nice wall I, yeah. tent, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just move every two weeks. Right. Isn't that the rule? Right. But you, anybody who hasn't heard it, that was last week's episode. It, it was really good, but it is a cool, like, it's almost like, you know, I've done some zoom rooms and things with like, I, I did one with Ron Bame at the hunting dog podcast and like oh, yeah. your guys' nice. live stream. It's really cool. Cause it's a long form conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are on there hours it seems like you know at least yeah, it a couple can go hours. a long time yeah so but pushes I the mean, limits of my bladder that's for sure oh dude i'll bet you guys <laughs> gotta just take it in shifts like nobody would know except for the video i guess I, I, hey if we were a little better at, at running the controls we could probably pull that off but i don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> i'll tell you man the bladder effect though it'll it'll change your podcast in a hurry i won't ever forget the one time i ever had to walk out of a podcast we were at Wisconsin and we were recording a podcast after we'd been, you know, selling all day long. We run over and we were recording it with a bunch of the girls out there from the WBHA. And like an hour and 10 in, I'm just like, finally, I had to just set the headset down and I walked off and I was like, <laughs> no conversation. I came back and we were still recording, you know, so of course, buddy busted yeah. my chops, but Yeah. <laughs> No, those those two three hour ones are rough in, in one chunk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And those you, definitely they're doing like every Monday night, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. It's been well. I think we made a skipped one, or I think we skipped a Monday, but it's been yeah. Somebody's been hosting it. It's either you know Brett either does it on his uh, interviews, stories, and tales YouTube channel, or I'll host it on my channel, or Chris will do it on his. We kind of, right. you know, bounce it around, which has been cool because then, you know, uh, we kind of, you know, our audiences will kind of like sure. kind of get people from each other's audiences, which is oh yeah, kind of neat. But rising tide, man, raises all Absolutely. ships. Like that's the cool part about yeah. it is, you know, everybody that's working together media wide. I mean, it seems like lately. Yeah. And I think I love I love YouTube and I think more people you know, who run hounds should be making, you know, good, well edited videos. Don't just throw up, you know, your right. crappy. You got to make it look good. You know what I mean? But um, I think more people should be doing it because I feel like if you can, you know, like I like to I put a lot of care into making sure, OK, this video that goes up, I'm going to be proud of okay, right. how I'm representing hounds and houndsmen in general. And sure. videos, like, they're visual. You know, you got the visual element and the information you're conveying all at the same time. So I feel like they're really powerful for non-hunters to be able to see, like, oh, okay, they aren't just a bunch of hillbillies, right? you know, going crazy with dogs, oh, um, even sure. though that does happen a lot. But... um some of us I don't know I think (laughs) like I I'm not really included (laughs) yeah it's just all that's my that's my b-roll you know Um, right (laughs) but uh like I don't know I I like I think social media is important but I just I'm not very drawn to posting too much on on social media and like I just don't really get much out of it but man I love I get I get a lot out of just making a video and putting it up um so that's why I like, I don't know. Yeah. YouTube has been what I've kind of dug, dug into quite a bit, especially the last year. 
Um, Did it change the hunting for you? Because like in my mind, what I think is here's a guy who got into hounds. Obviously, like you got bit by the bug full on. You go out, you're successful on your own. You know, you write this book about it, documenting it. And now you're moving on to the YouTube and video. Like for me, sometimes it's really hard to even remember to take a picture when I mm. go hunting, like, because I enjoy the moment yeah. and I know a picture would never represent that to its full grandeur, right? Like it's a moment you have to be in. So I, I'm weird about that. When you're going yeah, hunting yeah. now, like, are you running through like a musician listening to music? Are you like planning out the cameras? Like, are you, do you feel like you're giving up any of the hunt enjoyment because you're making it into some form of work in a way? Um, not really. I think it, so I mostly hunt by myself. So mm -hmm. like I hunt with other guys, like there's a group of guys I hunt with. We're all in the same general vicinity, right. but we're mostly hunting within radio range. Like we're talking to a, the, the, on the radio to each other all day, but we're not actually hunting together. So right. it's still, I, you know, I still have a ton of alone time and honestly talking into the camera all day kind of makes it go makes the day go by a lot faster, <laughs> yeah, <I'll laughs> especially bet. when nothing's happening, you know, like you're, and then you get comments from people, like you get people commenting on your videos, responding to something you were talking about. So it's like, you do end up having this like kind of broken up conversation with right. the people who end up watching your videos and, you know, they get invested into like what the dogs are doing and, you know, oh, how's, how's, you know, how's Bruno doing that, you know, Isn't that, this crazy? Hunt, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. So I, the thing you said about, you know, be, musician, like kind of like composing the video, that is one thing I had to get better about is being more intentional with what I'm going to film. And because at first I was just running the camera nonstop and mm. recording every dumb little thought that comes into my mind. And then I end up with 10 hours of video that I have to go and edit. And to, to that five takes minutes, forever right? like, <laughs> to get down to a 10 minute video. Yeah, that just mm -hmm. takes forever. So now, yeah, I, I try to be a lot better about I'm trying to help future Nicholas out when it comes time to edit. So like, I'll, you know, sure. I will just think about what I'm going to say for like a minute before I actually go and say it. So it's not like I'm scripting anything, but man, you can save yourself a you lot of time editing by just thinking through what you're going to say and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I do For feel sure. like there's people who will just post videos and not narrate anything. Um, I, I like I like it when people narrate and talk about what they're doing and explain things that are going on. Sure. Um, so I don't know. It's a little awkward at first when you're out there. It's, it's a really awkward when you're sitting in your truck with your, you know, doing a selfie video and then some other houndsman drives Rolls right up. by you. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, no, know, I, I got over the self-conscious stuff a while ago, but. Well, I mean, I'm assuming like your perspective on it is different. Like you said, you're trying to help yourself out with the editing, but you, in a way I would see these videos, like you're trying to help future, like quote unquote, Nicholas, you know, people that are looking at getting into this. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a, it's different to see the step by step. And I feel like it's really hard to get the picture from like just one person, right? Like absolutely somebody yeah. like, you know, an experienced houndsman, right? 
let's say they've been yep. doing this forever, you're going to learn different things and you're going to pick up different pieces from them. Mm-hmm. And then it's yes, going to be way different perspectives than somebody like yourself or when I started. And it's like, is there a right or wrong? No, nobody really knows. Right. I, in my opinion, it's what works for you. But to find all those pieces and building blocks, like somebody like you who's, who's pretty fresh, it's nice to see. Because like I said before, like you're never arrogant about it. <laughs> you're just super chill. <laughs> like I remember when I met you at the clubhouse, it was just like you kind of jumped into that with both feet and took yeah. a dog hunting and went had some fun. <laughs> right. But uh, like going into this season, obviously you're going to be getting a lot of content. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. your time of year. You only got a few months to get it. Right. Right. But like, what are you hoping to like a build as a houndsman and document for all the people out there that, that want to watch? Like, what are your main goals or, or, you know, bridges you're trying to get over as a houndsman that you're hoping to get documented? That's a good question. So I felt like, I felt like last year I, and the year before I was really like with the videos and stuff and obviously the book, like I was just mostly focused on me learning, learning the ropes. Mm -hmm. Um, this year I am trying to put a lot more focus on the dogs and how each individual dog is performing and improving. Um, and trying to just put a lot more focus on what the dogs are doing versus what I'm thinking about and what I'm, what I'm struggling with. Um, but I feel like I had to like just the last couple of days, you know, last couple of times being out in the woods, like, you know, you take, you take the summer off. Like you can't really, I mean, you can get out in the summer a little bit, but it's hard. I mean, it gets so hot and, um, fire danger and everything but i you know had a good three or four months of not really hunting a lot and so now when i'm when i've been out there the last couple of days it's like i feel like i'm seeing everything with new eyes and i've had so much time i've had so much time to reflect on like everything that happened the last couple of seasons all the mistakes that i've made it's mostly like i'm mostly just Cause I have a couple, you know, I have three, three, one and a half year old dogs that I'm, that are, you know, I'm getting trained up and, um, my older dogs, I've made so many mistakes with them. So now I, I recognize it's like, you can, I'm just trying not to make the same mistakes with this current batch of dogs. It's, it's, it's as simple as that, but man, that gets complicated because, um, like just deer, like deer breaking. I have mm-hmm. been having a great time with it, honestly, because I uh, also I've been very fortunate that I have very forgiving dogs. Like mm-hmm. none of my dogs are the well. One of them, which is a house dog now, he <laughs> <laughs> I can guess which one Finn. Well, it's Finn. Not Oh, not really? Plum. I figured it yeah, was yeah. Plum. <laughs> no, Plum is Plum is his own special little creature. He's yeah. totally different. <laughs> um, but basically, like I've been lucky. My dogs are super 
like I could, you know, in terms of like trash breaking and just, you know, you get, you get, you finally lose your patience and that kind of stuff. Like I've had really, like my dogs have been, I really feel like we've been a good team in working through learning all this stuff. Um, so the last couple of times I've been out, like my main dog right now is Rue. He's the, my full walker. You know, he came from my mentor's dog. Like he's proving to me that he's pretty much trash broke at this point, mm -hmm. which is an amazing feeling. And it's hard. I don't want to admit it because I don't want him to go and run tr and prove me wrong. Of course. But, <laughs> but so I got him like anchored down. So now my, my other younger, my other pups, they're like, I've done a lot of work with them on, you know, not running trash. So they're doing pretty good, except for the female Tika is she just wants to chase deer like crazy. It's, mm. it's absurd. It pisses me off so bad, but, but whereas la the last two years where I'd be guessing and like second guessing myself, well, is she maybe running a cat? Is she, oh, maybe she got an old coon track. Maybe it's an old coon track. Whatever we can you know? justify at the moment. <laughs> exactly. Now I'm just like, I feel like I'm just like, got like, like x-ray vision, you know, on the situation more than I did before. You know what I mean? Oh, um, and so it's been like, is the greatest tool that you can have. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, she'll go off screaming her head off and I'm like. Okay, why didn't well Rue didn't go Rue didn't go with you. So I I don't think you're running anything good. Oh, you yeah. know, and then you can make the correction. So um yeah, in terms of goals, yeah, like documenting the the progress of my dogs this year and just putting more focus on them in general is a big one. Um and then getting those three those three pups uh this is like my main my main thing I'm working on with them right now is is load you know jumping up and down loading up on top of the dog box and and getting down on command, sure. Um, so so yeah, Which I got I'm awesome. making a video about that too. <laughs> What's that? Oh, that's awesome. Like I, mine are not like that. I've been hunting out of that little tracker and oh yeah, I, you know they'll load, but like you guys that do a lot of cat hunting, especially. It's like you're covering so much ground. They'll just hop yeah. down, check it, don't load up, boom, back on yep. the box and you're rolling. Like, you know, it's yeah, it makes you guys look really good. Let me tell you, like, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've I can do it. I feel pretty good with Cooley and Rue, my older dogs now. Like they can, you know, they're they're pretty snappy with it, which, man, it feels good. Oh, um, yeah. But then, like you see, like. Like I'll see my mentor do it with 10 dogs all at the same time. And I'm just like, you know, right? it's just like watching a fight, like an orchestra, like a, like a conductor in a, like a full symphony, just like timpanies, you know? Yeah. Boom. And um, everybody hits. Exactly. Yeah. So, so handling, you I'm always working on handling stuff. And which is why I love, I love the hound hunting, like so much more than big game hunting, nothing wrong, with big game hunting, but like, I always feel like I'm productive when I go out with my dogs. Right. Whereas I always feel like a failure when I go out for deer and elk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because there's something to take away from all of it. You know, yeah. it, it's like even the other night I took these guys out and like you said, you got that dog that tattles, you know, and you yeah. got the ones that are severely bent, but 
they're going to make a fool out of you at some point. Yeah. But you know, it's like, I got this little dog. She's mm, probably three, three and a half. I can't remember pretty close to that. And it's like, okay, when she walks back to the rig and just starts walking right next to the front tire and looking at you, you know, she's telling on somebody. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like one of those moments, like you've been laid up for months. This is your first trip back out in your checking game. That was one of the biggest feelings of, I don't want to say accomplishment. Like she did it, not me. Like she's just naturally been a very straight dog from the very beginning, but it will give you a different appreciation. Like you, you can remember like you're turning into a real (laughs) dog. Now this is really cool. And I'm excited to see like what she really does this, this winter as she's kind of stepping in and, gonna have to fill probably some other roles you know where the mm. older dogs are they're getting older and yeah. you know the confidence when you see that in your dogs and, and i'm sure you've seen it and you're gonna see it with the younger ones once they start building that confidence it's like a whole nother gear right so that's exciting yeah. stuff man i'm looking forward Definitely. to it i think it's gonna be like cool that you guys are working together, you know, with Brett and doing those and the YouTube. And again, the book, I would recommend people check it out. And you said that was only available on Amazon, right? Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess I should mention that. So the paperback, so it's a paperback, there's a paperback version and there you can get an ebook version. So if you have a Kindle or the Kindle app on your phone, um, yeah, you can get that. That's all through Amazon. Like I got it set up to where I don't even, so when you order a book, it you Amazon prints it. it and ships it out. Like I don't even have to touch it, which is really right. nice. Um, I'll bet. If anyone wants a signed copy for some reason, you you know, we can make that happen. <laughs> I've had people send them to me and I'll ship them back. But that's awesome. Um, but I'm actually, I'm about to publish the audiobook version. So for people who either don't know how to read or, don't like reading or don't have time to don't read like time. honestly like me, me. <laughs> it's man it bums me out i used to like i used to read so many books i would read like four books a week um right. and i just can't do i just oh man I, I get in bed at the end of the night and it's so much easier to just like watch a youtube video than it is to right. read a book <laughs> but but yeah so the audio book is coming out very soon um, yeah, I just got a couple tweaks I need to make on it and it should be, it'll be uploaded to audible, which is Amazon's audiobook platform, but it's also going to be, um, so if you have an Android phone, you can get it through the Google bookstore. Apple has a books, like an audiobook store. There's going to, it's good. The audiobook's going to be more widely available than, um, sure. than the paperback is. Well, I would encourage anyone check it out. It is, it's an interesting perspective, especially like into the country that we're hunting, like the game, you know, guys that have never chased a bobcat. It's pretty interesting. So I would encourage everybody to check it out. And Nick, I really appreciate it. I know we've been trying to do this for a long time, but we need to do it again soon. Like let's get through season and let's do a catch up because like that was a pretty big milestone when you can go from, you know, just kicking around the coon woods, you know, having a good time to like focusing like you have and actually producing like, that's really cool. I'm excited for you. It's been cool to watch along the way. 
Thank you, sir. Yeah, anytime, man. We'll have you back. Until then, I just wish you luck. Have fun with them puffies. <laughs> just Thank wait for the train much. wreck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's it's kind of like an everyday thing. but <laughs> it's, it's that weird balance of like you want them to have enough gur and you want them to like have enough gaminess to go. But then they hit that tipping point where it's like, which which track are they going to take? Because the left um, track is probably not a good move, but they are going to run it just as hard as they're going to run the right track. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck, yep. man. Hopefully you can get out there a little more. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. We'll- yeah. I'm going out. It's my birthday on Thursday, so I took Thursday off work, and I'm going to go hunting all day. So I'm very excited. There you go. That's a good way to spend the day. I think I'm going to spend Hell mine yeah. out in uh, South Carolina. Oh, Otter. nice. Um, Grand America. We still okay. got to see about booking some tickets. Usually I spend my birthday cat hunting too, but I'm jealous of you this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll catch up soon, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You have a great you night. Bet. You too. All right. See ya. See ya.